Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. The first week of the playoffs are in the books. We're not here to talk real football as much as we are Dynasty, but definitely some entertaining games and some shocking surprises. We may touch on that a little bit here and there. I'm here with Tyler Gunther and James Kreese for this episode of the Dynasty Happy Hour. We're going to bring you some news. We're going to read some ads because that's what we do here. And we are going to redraft the 2022 and 2023 rookie classes. We're going to mash them together, and then we're going to draft. Ooh, Spirit Fingers, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. You would have seen that dope Spirit, uh, spirit Finger move. If you didn't, you don't know what you're missing. So thank you in advance. Boys, how are we feeling this week? Tyler, you're at work, just chilling, looking at your phone. I'm making sure you're paying attention. I'm calling you out. <laughs> how you doing over there? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, rumors have it, your old coach is coming over to our team. The and we'll see. We'll uh, see. The rumor, like I said, the rumors have it that he wants a struggling team, uh, a team that isn't playing like it should. You know, a lot of the Falcons. The Falcons. Dallas, him Philly? and Jerry. Him and Jerry will bump heads. Yeah, like that crazy. won't go well. No. And uh, if Philly actually wouldn't be too bad because that defense is struggling, that offense would be fine. But um, yeah, for me, the Falcons, I'm I'm getting very excited about this coaching hire. And your your team already got their coach. We did. That's true. James, how's things going there in Joyzy? Uh, we got our first snow in the first in the last two years the other night. Nice. Yeah, we got some snow today and a few days ago. So two inches. Yeah, Hard so you got snow. A, you got a you got Tyler. Yeah. In New Jersey. You got a good Tyler dusting. <laughs> two inches hard tyler uh here hey, in minnesota we got like uh five to eight inches so yeah. let's call that a doug yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> slightly above average dick energy so what a viking is well known absolutely uh before we roll into it i just wanted to shout out to our sponsor underdog letting you know it's the funnest way to play fantasy i had a couple of big bets over the weekend some yolo bets uh some prop bets because that's the way i like to do some parlays so that's the way I spend my underdog money um, just for fun. You know, I don't play for big, big wins like James. He's the big baller of us all when it comes to the old gambling game. Um, but James is on underdog making money, which is always great. I do not make money, uh, so I'm apparently not very good at it. But I want you to be good at it. And you can use code DHH to have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. Now, you can do stuff involving the playoff games that are coming. You can play basketball right now. You can do hockey. Before you know it, baseball season is going to be right around the corner. All different ways to play on Underdog Fantasy. They're going to be doing Best Ball Mania when that comes up again, which is the largest contest in DFS when it comes to fantasy football. That'll be coming up in the spring, I'm sure. Um, I think it was $3 million last year to the winner. Be interesting to see what it goes to this year. I'm going to say $4 million. They're probably going to push it an extra milli. Um, so make sure you check out Underdog today. Once again, code DHH. Have that deposit up to $100 matched right away. All right, let's get into some coaching news. Obviously, Tyler, he's captain, put the horse in front of the cart, um, or the cart in front of the horse, rather. Uh, so we heard about Bill Belichick, obviously, interviewing for the Falcons job. He was amicably let go 
or parting of the ways here in New England. And New England hired former player and top 10 draft pick Gerard Mayo, who's been an assistant. Uh, he's been a linebackers coach for the last few years on the New England staff. And he actually had it baked into his contract that he would be Bill Belichick's successor. I like the hire. He's a completely different type of personality. Very, very intelligent. So Gerard Mayo, I'm looking forward to see how that goes. And he was one of my favorite Patriot players when he was on the team. I have, uh, I think, three or four different autograph pieces for Mayo. He was one of my favorites. Also my favorite condiment. So maybe those two things Ooh, go hand in hand. Mustard. Craft Mayo? Mustard. Craft Mayo. Bro. Mustard? There. Honey mustard I'm down with. Regular mustard? Mustard. mustard. No. Spicy That's going to be a Midwest thing. No, you can just do anything with mustard. It's the only condiment you need for a burger. It's the only condiment you need for a hot dog. Wow, the food takes are bad. Where's Bo? It's yellow Where's Bo too. Do we need him. Bo's the food take guy. But French is yellow mustard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport report the Chargers and Raiders have interest in Jim Harbaugh, as well as him maybe re-signing with Michigan if he has a no-fire clause due to the uh, Spygate type stuff going on. I heard that today. Uh, Pete Carroll is out as the Seahawks coach. He is now a front office advisor, um, which he pretty much got fired and just agreed to stay with the with the team. He's 72 years old, um, so I could see why like going to a new team probably wouldn't be great for him. Um, so Seahawks have requested to interview former uh, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who was of the Cowboys, who didn't help his resume over the weekend. <laughs> um so as of right now, teams that do not have coaches, it's the Panthers, Chargers, Commanders, Raiders, Falcons, Titans, and Seahawks. And there might be another one or two here um, at the end of the playoff run. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin has informed the team that he will return for an 18th season in Pittsburgh. Um, there's been 23 teams that have won a playoff game since Pittsburgh won their last one. I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. 23 Pittsburgh, different teams? Yes. Pittsburgh is in the cycle of mediocre. They never, they never have a losing season, but they never win a playoff game. Like, congrats, you're stuck in the middle. It's like the Steve Fisher of the so, NFL. The craziest thing about the Steelers is that team looked light years better with Rudolph. Without Matt Canada. Kenny Pickett is in trouble. <laughs> if not, has no starting. I think the Steelers are low-key going to make a move for a quarterback in the offseason. Do you think like a Cousins? F or a Fields even? Oh, Fields would be a Tomlin type if guy. Baker, if Baker hits the market, yeah, because he they seems were, like a Steelers quarterback. They were thinking about Baker, I remember that, as a backup to Kenny Pickett, mm. I'm pretty sure, this past offseason. Yeah, so, so that's your coaching news for this week. Obviously, we'll keep you up to date as things unfold as the weeks go on here um, before the season ends. As far as player news, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that Eagles center Jason Kelsey told teammates he is retiring after 13 NFL seasons. He's, a, I think, a seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, six-time All-Pro, probably going to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame. And um, one of the key factors in the tush push, uh, Jason Kelsey, they're going to miss him. Um, so that'll be interesting for Jalen Hurts' fantasy value. I think Hurts will ultimately be fine. Um, but he did score a lot of touchdowns, 15 rushing touchdowns this year, and a lot of first downs with the help of Jason Kelsey. Um, so that'll be an interesting situation to monitor there. Uh, and then in terms of injuries, major the only major injury over the weekend was to Tyler Higby. He tore his ACL. Um, that's two tight ends now for uh, what's-his-face, the Detroit. Kirby Joseph took out TJ Hawkinson, yep. tore his ACL, and now Tyler Higby. So uh, yep. Kirby Joseph, can you knock that off, please? We're seeing a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, don't hit in the head. Aim low. Don't, uh, where do you want them to tackle? 
That's the real question. The chest, where does the, the center, end? where the heart yeah, is. Yeah, and then the, it's like, okay, you're going to break. <laughs> There's no good ribs. answer here. Like, yeah. look what happened with Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you just never. I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It just can't be like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, bring it up to the uh, competition committee. Uh, but could it be Davis Allen's season in 2024? The only tight ends they have on the roster currently for next year is Higby, who's owed a pretty decent amount of money. Hunter Long, who they traded for, but then missed the season with an injury. And Davis Allen, when he filled in, he's looked pretty good. He was a fifth round rookie out of Clemson. I liked his profile. I stashed him in a few dynasty leagues. Um, I would do the same if he's available on your waivers and it's a tight end premium league, especially. I think Davis Allen is worth a taxi squad spot or a, you know, if you're a 30 man roster, he can be the 27th to 30th man on your roster because you know what? If anything, the Rams have shown they can draft offensive talent late and it can hit. We're, we're probably going to talk a little bit about Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua later. Um, so maybe they hit on Davis Allen next year. So a situation to monitor there um, with Tyler Higby's recovery, but tearing an ACL this late, you know, could he make it for the start of the season? Sure, but I'm not banking on it. Yeah. All right, let's get into Trophy Smack, our longest standing sponsor. And I believe we were one of the first podcasts to bring you Trophy Smack. Yeah. Uh, this is just me. This is just me lobbying to get to the live Scott Fishbowl draft again next year, which I don't know if you heard or, or saw Scott's tweet. I think he's had like, Tens of thousands of people apply for Scott Fishbowl next year. Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I, I'm actually debating on maybe sitting the year out, letting somebody else do it. Uh, I'll still know. go to the live. If I'm not in it, I'll still go to the live draft and do a draft board. Yeah. Like yeah, I would still go fair. just for that. I mean, I, I, I did the lot of a whole live draft board and drafted my team and made it in the top 450 this year. So It'd be fun to just, if even if I'm not invited, just to go and see all the guys and gals and do the draft board. So we'll see what happens. But Scott Fishbowl is going to be packed. It's going to be interesting to see how many teams it's going to be this year and what the theme is. And the, I, I just love Scott Fishbowl. It's just so much fun. And then to see all the tweets about them doing all this stuff um, for with Fantasy Cares, it's awesome. Oh, Christmas shopping. Wiping out targets nationwide. Scott Fishbowl for Fantasy Cares. But what I'm here to talk about is Trophy Smack. Your league just wrapped up. You don't have your trophy yet, or you're thinking, like, what do I get? Do I get a belt? Do I get a trophy? Like, I don't know. What you need to do right now, go on trophysmack.com. Maybe you don't see something that you like. Well, guess what? It's completely customizable. If you got a guy named James, and he's the FF chef, and you're like, you know what? A custom belt. That would be an order. Boom. You can order it right on Trophy Smack. They have the right trophy for you. Not only do they have football. They have hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer. You name it, they have it. And, of course... All those losers in your league, if you're looking for a fun punishment, they've got anything from onesies to flags to signs to a toilet bowl, all sorts of fun stuff for the losers of your league too. And use code DHH ring. And when you buy a trophy or a belt, you'll get a free $60 championship ring with your purchase. Want to keep it for yourself? Put it on your desk. Give it to the high scorer who maybe didn't win the whole league. I don't care what you do. Just use code DHH ring. That's all I'm asking. All right. Do we want to talk these wild card games a little bit? Like maybe a takeaway or two from the weekend. Uh, Jordan Love put his stamp on history, and we now have three quarterbacks in the past forty years. It feels like for Green Bay, um, Goff and Baker have cemented their contract extensions. I feel. Yeah. Um, Dak will still get his, but McCarthy will probably be fired. Um, what else? I thought um, it was interesting with Gabe Davis as a free agent. 
I, I was able to pick up Khalil Shakir in a couple of dynasty leagues this season. I was kind of surprised he was available. And there's no reason why if Gabe Davis walks in free agency, which he should, they'll probably draft a receiver. Maybe they get a key on Coleman at the end of the first. That's been mocked to them a lot. There's still a role for Shakir in this offense. And every time he touches the ball, he's just that electric guy. Did you guys see that touchdown he had where he his body bent and he wasn't down? He got back up, juked a guy out of his pants and that. scored a touchdown. That was That's the kind of play that Khalil Shakir has shown you and keeps showing you. So a guy like Shakir is a guy that um, in the offseason, I wouldn't be. You're forgetting about somebody. Who? So they drafted a guy in the fifth round who is a big receiver. Justin Shorter? Yes. Fast. We're talking four, three, four, four. He's very fast. He's not going to take Shakir's spot. He might take Davis's spot. That's what I'm talking about. I think if. If we're going line in the targets, Shorter could be a poor man's Gabe Davis, and they don't have to pay him anything, but he could still be that deep threat to kind of, you know, have the defense worry. And, then and he'll have five play. weeks during the season of zero points, just like Gabe Davis. Yeah, did. but you don't <laughs> have you're not going to start him unless you're in a pinch, unlike Gabe <sighs> Davis, where you're yeah. starting because you don't want to miss out on that week on that big I, game. Yeah, but I do think Gabe Davis Loki resigns for like eight mil a year because he's. He's the Marvin Hair. He's the Marvin Jones. Kelvin Benjamin. Of, he's the Kelvin he's Mar- Benjamin. Marvin Jones. He's the Kelvin Benjamin. Mar- no, he's Marvin Jones because he can actually move. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Hey, Benjamin had a couple good years. Um, so yeah, Shakir was a guy that um, has been popping for me and did pop again, and he's a guy that I'd be trying to acquire on the cheap. I mean, maybe a mid third. You know, yeah. we'll see how this rookie class shakes out after the combine and the draft, and see what those thirds are valued at, but. Um, that's a guy that, uh, I wouldn't mind going after at all. James, you see anything, uh, any players that like, uh, popped for you? Really? Jake Ferguson. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, three touchdowns. That'll do it. Three touchdown game. Like that's who you, you, you wish catches. for. Yeah. He, that, see, that's the reason why I would try to get Schoonmaker <clears throat> yes! thrown in I, I because that, every, too. every time the Cowboys have these tight ends, they can't afford to pay them long-term because they're going to be up against it when it comes salary cap. I think Ferguson's yep. a free agent after next year, possibly. Yeah. It might be this year or next. No, he's, he's a, played two this years. This year so three. Far. Yeah. So it could be, he could be signed through next year, but Schoonmaker, they have good draft capital on him. He did catch yep. a couple of touchdowns this year. Um, so that's the guy I would want to try to get as a throw in and you kind of sit on him just like you might have may have done with Ferguson when Dalton Schultz was there. I know a lot of people liked Peyton Hendershot as well, but, um, that's the, that's the recipe at tight end for Dallas. They're going to find guys cause they're good at it and they're just going to keep rotating them out. So yep. try to get Schoonmaker. Yeah. And Puka Nakua is the wide receiver one for the Rams going into next year. Yes. Um, without a doubt. So if you can get any kind of discount because people are like, ah, Cooper Cup's going to be healthy. Cooper Cup looks like a shell of himself. He can't run, it feels like. DLF ADP just came out for January, and Puka is wide receiver seven. I believe he's ninth wow. overall. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 He's so Puka's, Puka's going to cost you. Um, you would probably have to give like a Jalen Waddle or someone in that tier plus. AJ um, Brown? I mean, AJ Brown's right behind right – in front of him or behind him. I would give AJ pretty Brown close. For Puka. I would give AJ up. Brown for Puka. Uh, yeah. AJ Brown worries me with the uh, diva thing that. And if you guys remember, Julio had these lower body injuries, catch up to soft him. tissue issues, man. Yep. And they kept catching up to him because an explosive player like that, especially that weighs a little bit more. 
it, it takes a toll on him. And then you're going to see it more, more and more often. And, uh, yeah, I think A.J. Brown, especially with the way this offense is going and he took everything down Eagles, this could be an interesting offseason for A.J. Brown. I will give you one more takeaway from the weekend. As the tight end whisperer myself, it warmed my heart to see guys like Harrison Bryant, who's an impending free agent, by the way. And I think he's starter caliber caliber in the NFL, former Mackey Award winner. Yeah, Him and Njoku have kind of coexisted, but Bryant's never popped off. Bryant is a guy that I think can do it all, and I think he could sign with a team and be a starter. So again, if he's a guy that's available in your dynasty leagues, I would try to grab him. Also, Brevin Jordan. I know he only yeah. had one big explosive play, but dude can boogie. I loved him coming out of Miami. He was my tight end three, I believe, that year with Pitts and Fryermuth. Um, he's got, he's on a contract year, I believe. Yeah, maybe. Um, possibly. So Brevin Jordan is a guy that I've liked for a long time. Remember, not all tight ends are going to be Laporta and Kincaid and they hit in year one. Sometimes these guys is going to be years three. Sometimes it's year four, maybe even five. Look at Njoku. Like he's in yeah. year what five and he's finally hitting the way we've wanted him to for the last amount of years. This is what tight end is. So I always try to get athletic tight ends on my roster and be patient. That's the most important thing is to be the, the league that Tyler and I play in UDPL, you know, Harrison Bryant, Brevin Jordan, both available as free agents. I use some fab and pick them up. And as long as I got roster spots, I'm going to stash them because if these guys sign with a team, I think they're starter caliber players uh, in the league. So yeah. If anything, the tight end play, we talked about Ferguson. Laporta played and scored a touchdown. Like, there was a lot of really good young tight end play in this play, in these playoffs this weekend. Dalton Kincaid led the team in receiving. Like, Kyle there was... Pitts could be revived, finally. <laughs> it's true. Did you hear that he came out with a... He had a PCL tear? And MCL season? injury. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Keeping it not, under wraps? He was not Sounds like healthy. Arthur Smith. He was not fully healthy. Yeah, Arthur Smith just went into the locker room. Hey, Pitts, what? Clink. Right in the knee. No, you're not I, uh, hurt. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, we just want to play I, you this game. I think we've all noticed because his pro day was explosive as shit. Like Pitts was mm -hmm. awesome on his pro explosive day. Explosive shit. Did he go to Chipotle on his pro day? Yes, Taco Bell <laughs> and Chipotle on the drive there. Oh, the double then, up. No, and then went in and out afterwards. Yes. No, um, yeah, Pitts. He went in and never came and out. This whole season, if you watched him, even on like he was open, but he just didn't make those sharp cuts that you're used to him seeing from his rookie year. So Kyle Pitts is a, a massive buy, especially if Bilicic goes there. Like Bilicic's going to be like, look, anybody at goes there. Honestly, yeah. uh, I, I just traded for Kyle Pitts this week in my home dynasty league. It's a contract year league salary cap. Put it this way. I traded Cole Komet and four years left on his deal at 1.2 million. Plus I threw in Asante Samuel jr. To help with the cost. I got Kyle Pitts for three and a half million, but I can extend him for five years, which is what I'm going to do. So it cost me in essence, like, a couple million bucks on a $150 million salary cap to get Kyle Pitts. It's not tied in premium. And I already have Sam Laporta, but to me, I see an opportunity to buy low on an elite talent. And you know what? Maybe Laporta gets hurt and I have Pitts as a backup or I play the matchups or Pitts rebounds and I sell him off and make a profit on it. So for me, anytime I can get a player of that caliber on the cheap, the way you look at it. I, I do like Cole Komet. It's not anything against him. I just like Kyle Pitts better. Yeah, um, we yeah, don't know I mean, what the quarterback's going to look like in Chicago. For for me, it's legit just this asset was a second-round startup pick, and now he's down to like eight or ninth. Yeah. 
for me, it's almost a lock. He's going to go up at least three he rounds. He has to. Yeah. He has to. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, uh, one of the biggest rookie years of a tight end. Thousand, the only only him and Dicka, right? Thousand yard receivers yeah. in their rookie years. And, and what about like, Laporta? No, he didn't hit a thousand. Yeah, he's like nine hundred with ten touchdowns. Yeah, and eighty receptions. Yeah, but seriously, like he's amazing. People forget how good Pitts was his rookie year, but yeah, like for me, this is just like, hey, like this is the most obvious buy of the offseason. So good, yep. good trade. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was all about that life. All right, then, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to wrap up some observations over the weekend. So we are going to bring you a mock draft. We're going to redraft 2022 and 2023 all together. I have the first pick. James, you said you're going second? Yeah. Tyler's going to go third. We are going to do super flex and tight end premium. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to put the picks in the private chat so we can follow along. Uh, I have the I have the first pick. So this is a tough one. And this isn't a player that I was a massive buyer of. I actually don't roster him anywhere. But we've seen this player ascend in his rookie year. They just won a playoff game. It's a super flex format. I'm taking CJ Stroud 101. That is pretty fair. I was going to take him if you did not. He's up to QB four, I think, in DLF ADP. Or five. He's up there. He's gone way up. And I mean, a a player, and I'll, I'll follow that, like a player that has gone way up from the very, very bottom of his draft, Brock Purdy. I'm going to take it the 102 here in a super Brock, flex. Brock Purdy, okay. Right, Brock, Brock looking pretty good. All right. I'm going to surprise some people. And I'm going to go uh, Anthony Richardson. Ah. Just, I mean, it, for me, there's another asset that is just going to fly up the boards once we see him start. And hopefully he stays healthy. This is definitely a, a risk, but the reward is so, so good. It is so, so good. Hmm. All right. Well, I got all sorts of choices here. Give me one minute. I got to look at being the host. I'm not as prepared as we talk because I got to kind of go back and forth, but I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go not quarterback. I'm going to take the not first non quarterback and I'm going to take Puka. Damn you. His... I'm going to take Puka 104. I love his value so much. Well, when you got him, you love yeah. this value. <laughs> He's not a value anymore. Nope. You... No, not a value anymore. Yep. So I off to you, James, with the 105. Hmm. You know, I almost want to take a, a. Oh man, I almost want to take a running back. You could. There's some good ones. Yeah. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna lay it out there like this and say, Bijan Robinson. I All still right. have faith. That was my pick for sure. I like um, that pick. Let's see here. Um, it's just a lot of question I marks would, with him. I though. would really love to take G. Will right now. I mean, uh, I thought about just, it. But legit, it's the quarterback situation. The Jets curse. The long-term quarterback situation, yeah. yes. for sure. I'm going to take... I'm actually going to stick with uh, James, and I'm going to go Gibbs. Fair okay. I, I just I think he is going to have a massive playoff run. There's going to be a series where he's just, his value goes straight to the moon just due to the playoffs. Like his whole his whole workload 
just changed over the, the second half of the season. You know, Montgomery starting to give up goal line touches to Jameer Gibbs. Like, that's something. And Gibbs scoring from, like, outside 20 yards, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is something Montgomery just really – I mean, he had a couple of long touchdowns this year, but um, it started off 50-50 beginning in the season, and it slowly leaned – towards Gibbs. I mean, yeah, it's I like a 60 40 split, but I mean, Gibbs is the guy you want. Yeah. I, uh, I think this player who finished season long, that includes week 18, he finished as the RB two on the season, which to me is wild because yeah. it didn't seem like he had over 1500, uh, all purpose yards, 70 receptions. He did it all coming off the ACL tear. It was a little bit of a slow ramp up. But as the season went on, if you had Brees Hall in your playoffs, he helped you win a championship on most teams, not mine, whatever. Um, but Brees Hall absolutely smashed. And I just think with they're going to make – I think the Jets are probably going to take – they're going to invest in the offensive line because they need to protect Rodgers, right? They've got Wilson. They've got Hall. I think Hall is a player – I wasn't sold on him as much in the passing game, but he showed that, like, yeah, he can handle a full workload. And he's only going to be stronger coming off the ACL. So for me, Brees Hall at 107 here. Is this where we're going, Sky Moore, James? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if Sam Laporta wasn't on the board. Because it yeah, is tight end premium. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger on uh, Laporta. Tight end one this year. Mm-hmm. May go back to back next year. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a good you chance. Would, you would think, but you who should. knows? Who knows? But no, like the the relationship there with Laporta and I, and like you said at the top of the show, Goff pretty much cemented uh, a contract for at least I would think the next two years, um, probably, probably be longer than four. that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I think it's a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the production. All right, I'm gonna play a little game and hoping one of the players comes back. But I am going to go Garrett Wilson. Okay, just. The talent is way too good. Even with the crap he's handed, he still produces. I mean, he's getting buco targets, and if he has actually somebody throw a decent ball to him, he is going to go off and could be close to the wide receiver one. He just needs that quarterback. I like that. Let me uh, let me update the uh, <sighs> doing Garrett. All right, I am up at the one ten. This is an interesting one. There's a couple players I like here. At the same position. I think I'm going to go Chris Olave. And the reason being, they just fired their long-term OC. We've seen the Saints have a the same offense for a very long time since Sean Payton. Since Sean Payton was there, right? So I think a new OC is going to come in. And Olave was already had a healthy amount of targets, but I think they're going to really run the passing game through Olave going going forward. I mean, they might mix in some. Um, Rashid Shahid, obviously we saw A.T. Perry. Michael Thomas, I think, is dust. I'm not worried about him at all. You know, they have some t- good tight ends there. Taysom Hill still dangling around. Kamara's older. But Olave is the future. So I think Olave um, here over the other wide receiver I was thinking, who hasn't quite popped off yet. But Olave has got the got the uh, resume so far. So we'll go with Chris Olave at 110. So I'm throwing my eggs in one basket here, and I am taking your guy, uh, Drake London. I'm assuming right. that's who you were saying, Doug. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's about time. Like we, we saw him start to really come together. And the truth is he really needs a quarterback and an and a offensive play caller. That's, that's going to get him the ball in masses. Like his target, his target 
his wingspan to catch a ball is just ridiculous. We all know what he did during the season. Um, and there's just, just so much room for, for growth with Drake London. And, uh, and it, it's probably going to take a coach and it's definitely going to take a quarterback. Um, but I'm still claws in on Drake London. Nice. That leaves me going to the player that I am very happy came back to me. And that is uh, Trey McBride. Yeah. You got uh, me, you son of a. <laughs> I mean, I don't really need to say much about it. He is a top three dynasty tight end for me. And uh, I think he is above Hawkinson as well. So he's tight end two for, for me. You took tight end one. I'm going to take tight end two. Fair. Nice. Yeah. McBride was, I was the guy I was hoping to maybe make it to me and he didn't gotcha, quite do bitch. it. And that is okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Hmm. There's no players left. We're starting a second round now. Yeah, no, there's plenty of players left. It's just a matter of how I want to rank these guys. That's the uh, that's always the troubling area here. I'm just looking through some names, stalling, buying myself some time. It's either do I want to go running back or do I want to go Malik Willis. wide receiver? <laughs> oh, yes, very much so. Um, you know what? I liked what I saw out of JSN. So I still think the future is bright for him. He finished, you know, uh, the threshold is like, if, if you can finish with over 500 yards receiving in your rookie year, that's a positive thing. And I think Tyler Lockett, we obviously saw him start to decline this year. So I think Tyler Lockett either, you know, maybe he moves on, maybe he's traded or a cap casualty, but I think JSN is the future there. Had some massive catches for them this season, game winners, um, which speaks volumes. And eventually they'll get a quarterback upgrade because Gino, obviously we know in 2022, he had a great year. 2023, he was kind of in between the bad Gino and the good Gino. He was the mid Gino. Uh, so I think JSN's future is bright. And I think he's a guy in the off season that if I can acquire for a fairly reasonable price, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to take him here at the 201. So you know what I thought of with JSN? I actually had somebody ask me a question on X about trading him away. And I said, well, they are going to interview Ben Johnson from the Lions. You know who Ben Johnson uses a lot? Amon Ra St. Amon Brown. Amon Ra St. Brown. You know who compares very, very well to J to Amon Ra? JSN. Mm -hmm. They are very similar players. Yep. JSN, if they get Ben Johnson in that offense, woo, like, see you later. And Gino's, DK can be the Josh Reynolds. Gino is Goff-esque. He's a poor man's Goff. He can run an offense if it's running. He's accurate, out. yeah. So I... I love the buying window of JSN right now. James, back to you with the 202. Yeah, with the 202. I don't know if I want to go running back or wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple wide receivers that I th one of them may come back to me. So let's let's go with Devon Achan here. Ooh, uh, Achan. Because spicy. like he is spicy. And I'll tell you what, the, the Miami Dolphins got what they uh were looking for in a running back with Achan. Um we all thought it was, hey, it was a crowded room, yada, yada, yada. He got himself um, a lot of playing time just by the talent and the organization and Mike McDaniel knowing what kind of a player he is. And I look forward to seeing that more and often. We know Mostert hit the age uh, cliff, I don't know, peak, maybe of 31 I mean, years old. I mean, he only scored like what, 20 touchdowns. Yeah, and he only led the league in touchdowns. Um, but, hey, you know, there's a time where these older running backs, they just drop off and we don't know it's coming. Um, but I mean, he's 31. We know it's coming. Devon Achan, his value. We saw what he could do while he, when he didn't play this past week, he had a really good game. Um, I'm glad yeah. you took him. Cause I'm out on Achan at his current, his current price. Well, it's just, it's like a draft. So yeah. no, I know. 
All right. There's other running backs I would have taken over him here. Here's my shock of the night. Interesting. Shock of the night. And uh, let me grab a big giant plate of crow because I'm going Jaden Reed. Yes! This guy is only going up. So I mean, finally he's probably could have waited to the last pick of the draft for that one. But he's no, no, there ain't no way. Especially with Doug here. No, come on, James. I mean, it's no. only two. Hey, three. here's another hint. Know your drafters, people. Know who you're <laughs> drafting against. Have your notebook ready. Shout yeah, out to Leo. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to Leo. But uh, yeah. This guy scored so many touchdowns in so many ways. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. Christian Watson dream is done. And I think it's going to be Wicks who's going to take over for Watson. Yeah. And it's going to be Dobbs as the red zone guy. But Reed is going to be the between the 20s, just getting Buko targets. Jordan Love's favorite weapon. And also a little bit of the tight end they got there. I'm not going to mention names because who knows if he gets picked. But yeah, I love Jane Reed's in this offense, and he's going to become Jordan Love's uh, Randall Cobb. And I think he might be bad, better than Randall Cobb was when he was in his prime. Because Randall Cobb was, I don't think, wasn't as fast. So, no. Jane Reed. He does have uh, beautiful eyes, however. Jane, yes, very beautiful what? eyes. So, Jane, Jane Reed, uh, yeah, I think right now is where you should go and get him because he ain't getting cheaper. He's only going to go up, so go and get yeah. Jane Reed. Yeah, this is a spot where there's uh, a lot of players that I like that are very closely yeah. bunched in yeah. together. And for me, it's about positional, um, not scarcity, but it's all about position. Like When we talk dynasty, like do I want to take a receiver that can last 10 years or a running back that might be out of the league in three? Like, yep. I think I'm going to go wide receiver. So for me, at 204, I'm going to take Jordan Addison. I really liked what I saw from him. We obviously don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like in Minnesota. It's probably going to be Kirk again. If not, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm not too scared. But Addison played like a one when Jefferson was out. He had some really big games. He finished with, I believe, uh, just about 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns on the season, uh, which is impressive for a rookie. He looked the part, and uh, I really like the future for Jordan Addison. So I'm going to take him here at 204. Hmm. I was between him and Reed, but I think Fair. Reed – Reed has obviously a better chance of being the, the alpha there. Yeah. I think we're forgetting one. Go for oh. it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to take Tank Dell. Oh, right yeah. Here. That's yeah, Tank Dell. It's good. I yeah. completely forgot about it. Yeah. yeah, he he ended the season wide receiver 39 and didn't play from week 13 on. Yeah. So. I, I'd say Reed and Dell are there I, next to each other. I, I don't know. I mean, if we if we go back and look at the game that green bay just had reed had three targets but didn't really get anything done no he was quiet he was very very quiet i think tank dell i don't think you're gonna see many quiet games from tank dell his target share is through the roof um it's it's 1a 1b when nico collins and him are on the field sprinkled in with the tight end wherever need be and I, i i think you know we go over this episode after episode stroud recruited him they are best friends it is the Cooper Cup and that, Matthew that was Stafford the of the new era last year. So uh, I'm buying. I'm I'm full blown. Drop your bank account in that bucket because uh, I said it on this podcast a few times. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's real. The relationship's real, and the fantasy production is definitely going to be real behind it. And I'm all about it here in the middle of the yeah second so round. I I feel like a lot of these guys right now. If you've got a late first, go and trade that late first for these guys. Like proven production. 
and the love of the rookies will start coming into the the oh, field. once the combine hits yes. like like yeah, that buzz first... is gonna those picks will start to the temperature will be turned up on them 100 percent um i'm gonna go into the well and i quit no i'm kidding not quite desmond ritter we are going dalton kincaid this very nice a, this is a decent pick um I thought about him over Trey McBride, but then I remember Trey McBride is a beast and will be a beast mm-hmm. in this offense. So that is true. Uh, yeah, Dalton Kincaid, his value will go up, and Josh Allen is. Speaking of going back to the wild card weekend, Josh Allen just proved he is a beast. I like that. Hold on, I'm doing some quick research here as we're talking. Ooh, this still a lot of good. We could probably push this to three rounds if we really wanted to. There's a lot of players. There is a lot of players. Let's I'm going to see Wallace. Uh, Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace with that little weird white spot. Isaiah Spiller's still available. That's true. Uh, at 207, I'm going to take James Cook over a couple of other running backs here. And the reason being, we really saw James Cook start to cook after Ken Dorsey was relieved of his duties as OC. So for me, they finally realized that like, oh, James Cook is a very versatile player and is very good. He ended as the fourth leading rusher in the NFL this year, which another wild stat. Um but James Cook has potential for a 1,500-yard double-digit touchdown season next year. Um, and I think they believe in him. I know he's had some fumble issues earlier in his career. The depth chart behind him is Latavius Murray, Ty Johnson. They actually released uh, Leonard Fournette today uh, from the practice squad. So no Super Bowl Lenny for the Bills. Maybe they don't go to the Super Bowl now. Who knows? Um, but I like James Cook uh, at this particular value at 207. I like that pick. Thank you. I know you would. <laughs> it's not it's not bad at all um i don't know if i could put another player over him i guess i could but i don't know if i want to it's time bryce young <laughs> thought about it yeah, i mean you're getting number one uh 101 cat draft capital hey every quarterback has a down year maybe it was just his first year um or maybe he's, had a down year in his rookie year. maybe he's a traveler through the through the league that we don't know about, like Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. You know, those things do happen. Um, but either way, I'm here for it. He is their franchise quarterback. They are gonna get a new play caller, offensive coordinator, head coach, GM, uh <laughs> you name it, they need it, especially at receiver. Um, I don't I don't believe that DJ Shark is the answer there. Um and uh yeah, that's about it. Oh, wait, who else? Yeah, there's nobody else there, really. So. All right, I'm doing it. I have I have three players I'm thinking about, but for mm-hmm. me, we are going to see him this next weekend. He had a bye week, and it's Zay Flowers. I yep. think that's there's another player where mm-hmm. I think I, I have a feeling. A it was big, me between him and Bryce. A big me. playoff run is coming for Zay. Him and Isaiah likely, if Andrews don't play, their value, I feel, in my gut, in my plums, will <laughs> shoot through the roof. Um, Zay is just built for this offense. And when he gets comfortable with uh, Lamar a little more, when they get on schedule, I think we'll be the wide receiver one there. I, It was between, if you didn't pick him, it was between two players for me here. One was Zay Flowers, and the other one is going to be my pick at the 210. And that is rookie wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. Rasheed Rice, who, you know, the second, another league winner. If you promoted him from your taxi squad in the last six weeks of the season, I believe Rasheed Rice was wide receiver four um, in that stretch. 
So just a consistent, you know, he was averaging 80 yards a game, almost a touchdown a game down the stretch. And Rasheed Rice was just consistent. And we saw it again in the playoff game. He scored a touchdown. He had another touchdown get called back. So Rasheed Rice, we know the Chiefs pass catchers are booty cheeks. Uh, Travis Kelsey is aging. They'll probably either do something in free agency or the draft. So that could affect Rasheed Rice a little bit. But he's already got that year of rapport with Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick trusts him. He trusts Rasheed Rice. He doesn't trust MVS or Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore. Justin Watson, he trusts a little bit. But Rasheed Rice is clearly the best pass catcher. And that's including Travis Kelsey on this team right now. Because I think Kelsey's probably banged up. But um, yeah, Rasheed Rice at 210. Put it on the board. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I am going to go running back here. There it's are screaming value. There's two, yeah. there's two running backs that, uh, I'm, I have my eyes on and I, I think I'm going to go to the one with zero competition in the backfield. And that's Kyron Williams for the LA Rams. I forgot about Kyron. All right. Fifth round draft capital. Uh, he snuck in to the back of this round, this draft. Oh, I feel stupid. Oh, <laughs> I feel stupid. No, I knew, but no, it's just, I it's mean, a running back. It's it's a running back. Uh, but you know what? Like, he's handling twenty plus carries a game all the time. He's touching the ball twenty five to thirty times a game, and the it's Rams just massive cycle production. those guys out. What? I'm sorry. The Rams will. I mean, they had Gurley, then they went to Darrell Henderson, then they find yeah. the next guy that can handle. Well, I mean, I think Kyron's better than Darrell Henderson, obviously, but. Yeah, Kyron's Kyron's a very good player. He's he a very good player, and it took a he's system an outlier. To, to show yeah. it. Yeah, and it was just that he had bad. He had a bad combine. He was really slow in his forty. I think that that turned a lot of heads away. Um, if the and, Rams draft slow players like Puka and Kyron, you just want to draft them. Yeah, because they're just good football players. <laughs> it's they have a, a a very high football speed, like yeah. pad speed. I, they need to run the the combine in their pads, really. No, for, for me, it, go back and watch Kyron at Notre Dame. People are like, oh, he's not fast. This guy had 80-yard runs yeah. almost every single week at Notre Dame. I have alerts from my phone for Slant college pass. football Ooh. for <laughs> Notre Dame. And every time when he was uh, you know, there as a senior, it'd be like, Kyron Williams, 60-yard run, 40-yard run. He, it's just like he is a very good player. He's in the right offense. And – Heck, maybe he's one of those guys that gets six six mil a year and just stays there for a couple more years after his contract's up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just one of those guys. Could I'm be. okay with it. I mean, hey, if you, if you have him on your squad in Dynasty, I mean, it's a good time to sell. This is where things get very interesting. I have a couple players in mind. Mm-hmm. One yeah, is I got a bunch the, the diva himself. And uh, the other one is uh, two players on the same team. Ooh. But I am going to go a player I think has more all around. Oh, this is so tough because I do really like both players. Um, I am going to go with I'm gonna go Zach Charbonnet. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I it, If Pete was still there. Ken Walker is my pick. Hmm. Pete, Pete's not there anymore. He's in the so front I'm gonna office. Go, I'm going to go uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. there, nothing's been you know put in stone. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the younger player, a player that they drafted last year and showed more towards the end of the season. Ken Walker gets hurt every year. 
he's been been playing. He gets dinged up for sure. He gets dinged, uh, yeah. But Zach Charbonnet to me is that pass catching role type player that has the body of a first and second down back. So I'm gonna go Charbonnet and hope that his value goes up. I know most people probably you know think I'm an idiot, but I think Charbonnet is a massive buy this offseason. Yeah, he didn't he didn't live up to his full potential in year one. Kenneth Walker got the majority of the carries. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Do we want to push this thing one more round? Nah. Just leave no, it I at mean, two? I, I think everybody gets the gist of these have been two very, very good drafts. Yeah, like, I mean, we're talking very about good like, there's, there's Rashad White, Ken Walker, Christian Watson haven't been drafted. George Pickens. George, George Pickens, Pickens. Yeah. Jameson I mean, Williams. Like, yeah, there's whatever. some. Sky there's Moore. Some, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Greg Dolchik, Kenny Pickett, Damian Pierce, you know, who's still out there. We got Luke Musgrave still. Pacheco, Sam Howell, Pacheco. Pa- Isaiah Likely. Yeah. Likely lots of good, there. lots of good players. Are lots we wrong players. for for not putting Sam Howell on this list anywhere? No, no. Okay, right. he's not going to be the starter next year. His future is so cloudy, shady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Washington for, is going to take a quarterback at two. With a for chance me, of meatballs. The best Ooh. thing about doing this exercise is showing value and players that you can go out and trade your picks for. Yeah, uh, we're showing second, third-round picks that hit, but it doesn't usually always happen. So go out and trade for veterans. Like It's okay to trade your pick. Your pick isn't going to hit most of the time. Like, Especially if you're in the late 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 round yeah late like back of the round rather a late second like last year yeah you had laporta and musgrave jaden reed rice you can go out and get these guys like jaden reed that you know for a fact have already hit when the rookie draft's going because everybody's going to be chomping at the bit to get these rookie picks trust me it's going to happen oh yeah i would trade the 111 for uh kyron williams yeah i mean especially if you're a contender and you need yeah. money back because i'm a contender if i if i have the 111 Yep. Mainly. So, and, and like yeah. Bryce Young, say your team is stacked and you're just like, you know what? I'll trade an early second or mid second for Bryce Young. Didn't I'd rather have Bryce uh, Young than Bo Nix, who you'd take yeah. there in a super flex league. Yeah, Bo Nix. That, yeah, or JJ like, McCarthy. Bo Nix is like 32, I think. <laughs> I, I think he just turned 32, actually. He's, okay. he's this nice. generation's Brandon Whedon. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, these are fun exercises. Just go back and be like, hmm, I wonder what kind of value. This is where the off season is where you can go out and kind of test your your dynasty day trading skills per se mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah i think it's the the best time to sell picks is coming up the best time to acquire picks is in the season if you can to get those second and thirds first maybe not so much people tend to hang on their firsts for a long time um but yeah i agree with that totally and and maybe you can even use some of these players to tear up to another tier like if i've got Jalen Waddle on a team and I've got a mid second, maybe it takes Waddle in a mid second to move up to Puka. Like if you want to do that to use those picks to tear up. Um, Cause I think you should always rank your players in tiers, not just go like, Oh, one through 12. Like you should have your own personal tiers that you make because the important part of that is you want to kind of fade out the noise. We get influenced. I think as fantasy people, we get influenced too much by outside noise. And sometimes that can help us find players, right? Like it's one of the things that I really liked about Jaden Reed, not only his tape, but when I start to hear people like Matt Harmon and JJ Zacharyson really like Jaden Reed, then I kind of, my ears perk up a little bit like, oh, I liked what I saw. Now it's just a matter of like, it's being validated that like, okay, my eyes aren't lying to me and other people like them too. 
that's how I process things. I don't not have thoughts and just listen to what everyone else says. And I feel that that can happen in the dynasty community. Oh, so that, 100%. That, was my biggest issue. that was my biggest issue to start was listening to everybody else and not going Echo with chamber. my gut. Mm-hmm. I love Tyler Boyd. People gave me a hard time for really liking him. And he's been a fine player, but early sure. on in his career, he was a thousand yard receiver. Yep. I, I got a lot that. of crap for liking Kyron Williams. You did. And, That's and true. Then, uh, CJ Prosite. Uh oh. CJ Prosite. I was so fun story before we wrap up. I was snow blowing today. We got like three or four inches of snow. So I was snow blowing and I had the most random dynasty name thought. Malachi Dupree popped into my head oh, as I was snow wow. blowing. I was yes. thinking about LSU receivers for some reason, and Malachi Dupree popped into my head, who was like a huge prospect, like five star recruit, yep. this, that, and the other thing, and did didn't even get drafted, if I remember correctly. I got one for you. Jake matthews remember his rookie season everybody's like this is no jordan matthews jordan matthews he is still still in the league league, which is wild which is nuts because remember his rookie year like he he was good he had a ton of catches and everybody's like this he switched to tight end it wasn't at travis fulgham too that was like six games (laughs) <laughs> you, I saw Travis Fulgham get sold for second round picks, and that was the yeah. easiest flip in history. I was one of them. Yeah. I got a second rounder for Fulgham, and it so was easy. glorious. Yeah. yeah. But no, Malachi Dupree is my. Maybe we should do this, should be a feature at the end of the episodes the random dynasty player of the week. You know what we should do? We should what? go over, like, because in MFL, you can go back and look at trades you've made in leagues and draft picks. Or drafts you can do, yeah. We should go over our like best draft picks. Uh, worst. Go, going back in worst and best trades and worst trades. Like that, That's always a fun exercise. It we'll, can be a fun we'll one. Figure, we'll figure things out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, Malachi Dupree, random dynasty player of the week. I like that. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, I did want to give a shout out to Manscaped. They've got a brand new lawnmower out there. I think it's the 5.0 or the premium or some something. I, I don't have it yet, Tyler. Can you the send them an trimmer. email? Can you send them an email? Either. All right. Well, let's get that. And uh, when you use code DHH, you'll save 20%. You'll get not only the ear and nose trimmer, you'll get the lawnmower itself to take care of all your private bits or your face. Whatever. I mean, however you want to use it. You don't have to use it down there if you don't want to. If you want to grow a big bush like Tyler, feel free. Fire bush in the house. It's cold up here, man. That's right. You gotta keep that, you gotta keep that bush thick. Uh so yes. They've got awesome stuff. You're also gonna get cleanser, wash, you're gonna smell good, you're gonna taste good. <laughs> Congrats. Um, so awesome things on manscaped.com. Use code DHH, save 20% today. And also check out Dynasty Nerds. They are in full swing with their rookie profiles. I was watching Rich and the gang uh, on their podcast this last week. They did a mock draft already because everyone it's mock draft season. Everybody's mocking. Everybody's mocking. It's all over the place, which is kind of fun to see, but also at the same time, it's a lot because everyone's doing very similar content. Um, and we chose to mix it up a little bit. So go us. So yeah, check out ready. Dynasty Nerds. Yeah, they got I'm the nerd herd. You can join them for 15% off when you use code DHH. They've got prospect film room. They've got... Uh, team analyzers, extra uh, podcasts, extra videos. They have a ton of stuff over there. So Rich and, te- Rich and his team, one of the best in the business. Not quite as good as us, but for what they do, I would say, you know, they're a little bit more versatile. Podcast-wise, they got some work. To- they got a fancy studio and fancy yeah. cameras. Like we, We've been there. They it's, can all go all together right. and hang out. We can't do that. It's all right. It's, it's, yeah, it's okay. It was acceptable. <laughs> and that's where I gave my take on Nico Collins, and you're welcome. All right. Because James done. stole Ramondre. We're done. We're, we're wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. 
For Tyler, for James, I'm your host, Doug. We will see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.